KBZE, Booze League Radio is on the air. Booze League Radio. Wiley Withers. The Commish. Stephen Orth. Otter. This is the Boozecast. Broadcasting live from the Mission Oaks Cafe. Always do sober what you said you do drunk. That'll teach you to keep your mouth shut. Welcome into the Boozecast, everyone. We are coming to you live again from the Mission Oaks Cafe. Uh, with me, as always, is the Giraffe of Guzzling, the largest man I've ever seen take down a pint, Stephen the Otto Orth. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. It's fantastic. good to be back here again. Cheers to everyone listening in. Cheers to everyone listening in. If you do want to find out more about the Mission Oaks Cafe, you can find them online at missionoakscafe.com. Um, and we will be back here again soon. Um, our next live show, we'll announce that later where that is going to be. You can come meet up, meet up with us next week, and uh, we'll drink some beers together and, uh, and uh, have a good time. Uh, we have a jam-packed show today, so we're going to go ahead and get right to it. Um, Earl, let's get that beer of the day going. The beer of the day. The beer of the day today actually comes from Ventura. A very, very uh, young brewery. Brewery's only been around for two years. Uh, a brewery that actually uh, Stephen the Otto Orth went to their two-year anniversary and had a good time from what I've heard. I sure did. It was probably one of the most fun anniversary parties for a brewery that I've ever been to. This is uh, the beer of the day actually comes from Topa Topa Brewing Company. Uh, their head brewer, Casey Harris, used to work for Stone Brewing. Uh, they have tap rooms in both Ventura and Santa Barbara. Uh, they're open every day, so you can get down there if you want uh, and try some beers. The one in Santa Barbara, though, if you're there on the weekend, is open till 1 a.m. Is it really? Is it really? Yeah. I don't know. I've never, <laughs> been up there. I've never been up there that late. Uh, it's worth it if it's going to be open that, that late. I'm absolutely I don't remember being up there that late. Um, so the beer of the day today comes from Topa Topa Brewing, and it is... Topa Topa Chiefs Peak IPA. It is a seven percent uh, alcohol. Alcohol. Uh, beverage. Uh, pretty good uh, BA score. It's a BA score of eighty-six, which is listed as very good. Uh, the untapped score. Untapped is not that big a fan of it. It's only three point eight seven. Seems kind of low. I Seems a little like low for me. Too. I enjoy this beer, so I'm absolutely into this. So um, that is our beer for the day. We're going to try and get through four rounds of it here in the next hour. If you're drinking along at home, uh, it's time to start drinking. Round one. Yeah. I think I'll have a beer. Say my name. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's the way to get the Sunday going. Put some fun day in your Sunday here. Um, so we have a lot to get to today. We are going to... Um, check in with the sensei ryan chow he's going to bring us one of the signature cocktails here for mission oaks um we do also as well have uh the guru here we're getting into fantasy football times um and the guru has brought uh, a list of in fact the guru uh, said to me the other day he's like you know kamish i want to go on the air and i want to talk about my fantasy with five guys in all different positions and i thought well um this is getting awkward, but, you know, we can go with this. I mean, if that's what you want. So, you know, in fact, why don't we just bring on the guru right now? Free your mind. Then imbibe the wisdom. 
the guru. Here he comes now, walking down the aisle from the door, looking regal. In his, uh, is that a V-neck you're wearing in a nice it gold is, chain? Sir. Oh, you're looking good today, sir. Thank you, uh, Mr. Kamish. Uh, it's pretty interesting how things or ideas are subject to individual interpretation. I, I don't know. Maybe you, it's the way you said it to me. I don't know, but uh, that's I was the way really, I took it. I was really thinking more restaurant chain coming from the East Coast fast food, dip, cook it in peanut oil kind of thing. Oh, the, like Five Guys Burgers? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. What I, here's, here's, here's how I took this. As you said that to me. I feel like getting a little sexy with it. Oh, yeah. Five Guy Fantasy. With the guru. Now, we're going to be going through all uh, all positions now. Absolutely. Uh, but we're also doing some football as well, right? Right. All right, perfect. Um, there so is really nothing in professional sports with as much rife innuendo as there is with NFL positions. <laughs> and their names as well, like Haha Clinton Dix. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, let's get to it. Uh, we got a lot to do today, so why don't we go right into quarterbacks. All right, so let's talk about quarterbacks. So, of course, there's Rodgers, Brady, and Breeze. You know, these are the no-brainers. If you're looking to draft a quarterback early, these are your guys. They're the elite. So behind them, who are my favorite five guys that take in a normal spot in the draft? Let's start with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson's basically been right on the outskirts of this group. He's calculated, he's mature, and he seems disciplined enough to pierce it if things go right in Seattle. He is arguably a franchise quarterback, so he should have the consistency that builds with being on the same team for a long time. I mean, you say arguably, but didn't he go to two Super Bowls? <laughs> Fair enough. And you know what? I mean, th- th- there's really not anything standing in Russell Wilson's way. Right. They've had a couple really bad problems with injuries. Hopefully Lockett comes back. Let's see where he goes this year. Next up, we got Matt Ryan. Now, you already know I love Matt Ryan. Everybody loves Matt Ryan now. But I- I've talked about him extensively on the Draft 2 podcast, and or the Boozecast. Excuse me. I don't want to ever desecrate the Boozecast in all its glory. Uh, everything is still lined up for Matt Ryan in 2017. He just came off of a brilliant breakout season and perhaps the most crushing reversal of fortune defeat in Super Bowl history. But he got there. Uh, there's, he's always struck me as an even keel kind of guy, and I don't think we're going to see a replay of what the Carolina Panthers did last year after their own Super Bowl defeat. And it was pretty messy. Oh, they, they, they took a dive. Yeah, it wasn't good. And, you know, Cam is not the mature, level-headed player that Ryan is, or he'd probably be on my list for 2017. His numbers really weren't that bad. So they brought Chiefs uh, defensive tackle Dontari Poe over on a one-year $8 million contract, and he's a beast. Oh, yeah. You're getting into the music now, aren't you? <laughs> Great things ahead for Matt Ryan. Let's talk about the Bucks. Okay. Jameis Winston's got the just got the biggest wide receiver upgrade in the, in the NFL, arguably. Again, uh, he's got weapons galore. He has intensity. Uh, he really plays with a lot of intensity, and he seems to be assimilating into the Bucs system pretty well. Uh, Kirk Cousins is on my favorite list for the year, and I think you can still get him at a good value. Fantasy Pros has him ranked seventh among quarterbacks. Rotowire has him at 11 based on his ADP, which is a, uh, average draft position of 82. But in value-based drafting, drafting they kick him all the way up to uh, number five from number 11. Uh, in a 12-team league, an ADP of 82 would put him at pick 7.10. So that's the 10th pick in the seventh round. So the value is still there big time. Uh, Roster Watch has him at nine. I feel pretty si- uh, similar about Derek Carr. You want to talk about some Raiders? Raiders. Raiders. And uh, although Derek Carr has a much more brutal run than Dak Prescott, <laughs> which is going to be bad enough, uh, it's probably worth mentioning that both Washington and Oakland face the two toughest schedules against quarterbacks in the league this year. So they're both going to have their work cut out for them. 
Uh, Ryan's got the fifth easiest, but his ADP is 49. And I'm not taking a quarterback in the fifth round unless the draft goes weird and I'm already loaded up at wide receiver and running back. So then uh, what are your top five then? Uh, just in a quick list here, what are your uh, top five uh, that are not the elite? Top five QBs. So top five QBs that are not elite. We've got Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Kirk Cousins, and Mr. Derek Carr with his healed fibula. All right, we're going to running backs next? Yes, sir. So I'm going to start at the top okay, for running backs. I see what you did there. And the top seat far and away belongs to David Johnson in any format, but particularly in a PPR league. If anybody doesn't know what that is, it's a point per reception. So in addition to scoring points for yards and scores, you also get a point for every time someone on your team catches the ball. There are full point PPR leagues, half point. I play in one of those. And sometimes even two point PPRs in your more insane leagues. They get crazy out there. Wide variation there. Definitely Le'Veon Bell, who I know you love, falls in at second for me. He finished He finished at the high, third highest scoring running back in 2016, and he only played 12 games. I'm, I'm, very, game no, I'm very high on Le'Veon so, Bell. He was also he was only eight points behind Ezekiel Elliott, who was just a bulldozer for 16 games straight. So that's really impressive, and you know he's got a, a great system there. Their their lines improved. So I also love Jordan Howard, and uh, he's got one of the easiest schedules for running backs this season, which should really play in his favor. And I don't think last year was a flash in the pan for him because some of the critics are saying, yeah, it's his one hit wonder year. You know, he's going to sink into obscurity, but I don't think so. Uh, he's This kid's got major talent. Pro Football Focus ranked the Bears O-line fifth in the league at the end of June. He's, Howard's going to be a beast again. Shady. Shady McCoy. Shade buckets. LaShawn McCoy bounced back last year big time, which I thought was going to happen in Buffalo. And I think he's in store for another great consistent season behind a top 10 offensive line. And I like Devontae Freeman in Atlanta. He was the sixth best ranked uh, offensive line uh right behind him uh, behind them last year i think he's going to have another uh great year you know i like the guys who don't get in trouble all the time keep your mouths shut keep your heads down but still have the fire inside them and the godly talent to match and there are a lot of players out there i tend to gravitate more toward them i don't like taking chances on hotheads uh, problem child players especially at running back and i've had that blow up in my face before <laughs> uh, one last note on running backs melvin gordon could have easily made this list uh, they've done some work to shore up that San Diego O-line with Russell Okung and a few more additions. He should also have a good year if everything clicks for the new L.A. team. So uh, Freeman, Gordon, and Howard are pretty much interchangeable for me. And again, topping off that list was David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Jordan Howard, LaShawn McCoy, and Devontae Freeman with a special nod to Melvin Gordon. All right, uh, you know, so just I'm going to interject here real quick. I'm going to turn down the, uh, the 70s porn music. Only because it's making you that talk a, so fast. That was a long. That was a very long scene on the big screen in front of us. Oh boy, it was it was just terrible having to record that. Um, no, it was making you go so fast. Uh, okay, so what are we going on to now? We're on to wide receivers, right? Wide receivers. Wide receivers. I like mine better. <laughs> Yours is more sexy because you're the guru. All right, so uh, let's get to wide receivers. Uh, let's get the wide receivers wide out in the open. <laughs> Again, the top three are pretty easy, so let's just quickly mention Antonio Brown, sure. Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr. Perfect. Beckham still needs to mature, of course, to match his God-given talent. He has to face defender, remember now, Josh Gordon twice a year. And let's face it, 
Gordon gets under his skin, i.e. the Fists of Fury game, which uh, I know my... my I, 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 did I mention that I actually have a booze babe here in the audience watching us? You just did. I, did, I mean, I have one. I got one booze babe. She's sober, <laughs> but she's here. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and, and, and we watched uh, the fist fights, like magic Fists of Fury flying through the air like an old Bruce Lee film. I mean, it, literally, you saw that game, right? It was... Gordon and Beckham throwing fists through the air in the midst of tackles. It was, I'm not even exaggerating. It's always a smart thing to do as someone uh, wearing a helmet. So the only, really, the only thing limiting Odell Beckham from just being in the Hall of Fame next year is Odell Beckham. And, uh, you know, he's got it, and I've seen it for a long time. But uh, Brown should be fine if Big Ben holds up for another season. Ben Roethlisberger and Julio Jones is still in the top spot of a most blessed offense. So who are my five after that? I had good luck with Mike Evans last year. I think the Bucks got that big upgrade at wide receiver uh, with Deshaun Jackson, but I still think Evans is the guy for a lion's share of the big flash plays. He's a big-handed, big guy. He's a big target, and I think he led the leagues or very close to it in targets. Uh, Winston loves throwing the football. And uh, remember, he's one of my top quarterback picks this year, so this is one of my absolute favorite quarterback-wide receiver combos is uh, the connection of uh, Jameis Winston and Mike Evans. Uh, so expect some fight, exciting football from them this year. A.J. Green, that's someone who doesn't get talked about much last year, and that's understandable because he only played 10 games and not much in some of them. But he was remarkably efficient in those 10 games. Let's look what he did. He almost still broke 1,000 yards, and that's in 10 games. And he posted three games with over 150 yards. He didn't find the end zone much, but he can st- if he can stay on the field for 15, 16 games, he should have a monster season. He's still one of the most talented wideouts in the game. Uh, I also like the setup for Michael Thomas in New Orleans, you know, with Brandon Cook's departure. And a side note to that, uh, I'm going to get to in a minute. Uh, I always feel that last year Brandon Cooks did not get, uh, did not reach his talent. Like, he, there was a ceiling there that he never even got to. And I'm, st- you know, I'm still trying to figure out why. I just think that Breeze is kind of, you know. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's just a legendary talent. short man. He's a short man, but <laughs> nobody can. I mean, he's the all time. He's broken five thousand yards more, like six, seven times now, eight times, right, right. and very few other people have hit it once. And I think he likes to spread the ball around because he can. And you remember, like when he had Jimmy Graham, that was a tight end. That was a very tight end friendly team, and that got me to my first Gridiron Empire Championship trophy. I remember the first time you got the Nucky. Him and Adrian Peterson before uh, Adrian went These back. Rogue. So uh, I like Michael Thomas in New Orleans with Brandon Cook's departure. He's the new top dog for the Saints, and he's got the most pass heavy quarterback in NFL history. Good old Brew Drees. <laughs> a booze league favorite. Brew Drees. Brew Drees. <laughs> Now, at the time I wrote this, I had originally stated that I really can't put Cooks on this list simply because he plays for such a cryptic offense in New England. And you never know how that backfield is going to be involvement-wise, especially in the passing game. I have a feeling I know where this is going. Well, Bill Belichick moves in mysterious ways. But uh, things just changed drastically in New England. Brady's favorite set of hands, Mr. Julian Edelman, Mm -hmm. just tore the ACL in his right knee. And it's a complete tear. He's out for the season. So this opens up some big possibilities for Cooks. And depending on Gronk's health, it could open up more. So, uh, he, I mean... And then this, this is, uh, you, you probably know the answer to this question, but has Gronk played a full season recently? <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. So can I save that for tight ends and then we'll get into Gronk? Because it, it, it warrants some discussion. So oh, patience. Jeez. 
cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like let's, let's so, cue the music. So I was yeah, we're definitely to gonna. I, I I love that you asked that. We're definitely gonna get to that. Uh, as far as Cooks is concerned, he's exciting to watch. He's just an exciting whiteout, right? He plays exciting football. He's immensely talented ball handler and a speedster, and he feels like a good fit for Tom Brady. Winning. So uh, Green Bay. If Jordy Nelson stays on the field, Jordy Nelson does what Jordy Nelson always does, and he puts up monster numbers. Was again. he out all of last season? Is that right? Or he just no, played like two or three games? 2015. Oh, okay. And gotcha. then he came back, and he stayed healthy, and he did what Jordy Nelson does at the hands of Aaron Rodgers, right. which is put up like something like 1,500 yards. So uh, I think he puts up monster numbers again. Things are really kind of – there's some shakiness in the Green Bay offense, but they've made some strides. So they do have a good offensive line. So – Maybe the running game will take a little bit of the pressure off the ball catchers. So, uh, Now, I would be tempted to make my fifth pick here just to piss off the haters, but I'm putting Des Bryant in this spot. And by the way, this is right about where I'd put Brandon Cooks now. Dallas has their work cut out for them with the most difficult schedule in 2017 for wide receivers. Uh, I just feel like Dak and Des have that magical connection, and I think that Des is going to have a great season. Dak and Des, baby. Double D. Double D. <laughs> Honorable mention here would be T.Y. Hilton, but I'm just not yet to a place where I can trust Andrew Luck's shoulder. So T.Y. may face an undisclosed number of Scott Tolzien out. Is there any uh, updates on Andrew Luck? I mean, I know he was PUP for a while here. I mean, is he I back? I really or? haven't heard anything definitive. They just they, they kind of put it on the back burner after a couple weeks ago. Right, right. And, you know, I, I kind of think my gut feeling tells me we're going to see at least two games with Scott Tolzien. Who has been serviceable. He's, 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 he does. But he's, he's, I don't know. think he's going to give T.Y. Hilton the fuel, the juice he needs to put up the numbers that he and, – and, and, again, like Hilton's somebody I tried – like T, Hilton's my Leo DiCaprio of the NFL. Right, I right. tried to hate him for years, and I just had to realize that this guy's hands were kissed by the creator above. I'm sorry. This guy's what? Yeah, this guy's, this guy's hands were hands. kissed by oh, the creator okay. above. I, 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 it just tastes like something that would be a product of a gypsy curse. I thought you said cans. Yeah, I heard the same <laughs> thing. I don't know. Okay, great. All I right. know he squats. So uh, let's talk about tight ends. I know you've been waiting for this. Talk about the squatters. Tight ends. So finally we come to the tight end position. I can't put Gronk on the list like this, like ever, because he always gets drafted way above value. When are people going to stop doing this? We know he's far and away the best tight end in the league. He's just a perfect storm of genetics. He's a freak of nature. But Wiley, the last time he played 16 games, and it actually says, but Wiley. I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> That's what she said. But Wiley, the last time he played 16 games was in 2011, wow. his second wow. season. He did it the year before as well. But since then, he's only played uh, more than 11 games twice. Big-bodied athletes tend to require big maintenance. Hence Gronk, hence Travis Kelsey, hence Jordan Reed, hence Tyler wow. Eifert. Hmm. All these 2011, guys. 2011, seriously? All I'm these so, guys. What do you think about Gronk, uh, Otter? Because I know you're super into football. Oh, yeah, completely. <laughs> Lo love it. You may have seen the, the photo shoot of him with, with all the kitties. The you know, he had little kitties climbing over giant Gronk. And, you know. This is all I remember about Gronk. These nuts! <laughs> I kind of figured. Well, I figured that's where the, the, the 70s uh, adult film noir music was leading yeah where is that music so i know you're grooving to it. i sure was you're only on round one you're over here bobbing your head and playing air drums hey, when i get good music in my head so talk about being plagued by injuries you know let's talk okay about, you know, so hence tyler eifert right eifert's missed 26 out of 48 games in the last three seasons that's over half 
Uh, if I can get one of those guys in the early fourth round, maybe even the late third round, I might gamble on someone's health. Uh, it's it just the value's got to be there for me. And I'm going to really focus on value-based drafting this year. And a lot of that depends on the way your draft unfolds, too. Someone might scoop up Gronk in the second round, and then midway through the third, there goes Reed, there goes Kelsey, and then someone will likely scoop up Greg Olson, which means at that point it might behoove you just to take someone like Jimmy Graham or Tyler Eifert or Martellus Bennett, who went to Green Bay. Uh, so just like game flow, there's draft flow, and of course it can change everything. So let's drop down to the next tier of tight ends because there is a significant drop here, and I'll take five guys from that group. And uh, let's start fantasy. with... Uh, we're, we're talking about guys like Delaney Walker, Kyle Rudolph, Zach Ertz. All three of these guys had very serviceable fantasy seasons in Ertz, 2016. Ertz, so good. I'd take any of these guys around the eighth or ninth round. And I think Hunter Henry's going to be uh, bring more of what we saw last year to the newly located L.A. team. Where did he come from uh, for college? Uh, where did Hunter Henry go to college? I don't know the answer to that question. Sorry, no, I throw you, I, I throw you curveballs. You do that. You do it on purpose. The, I don't know why, because it just eats up real estate. So the, the eighth or ninth <laughs> round? That's, a, that's a lot of rounds for such a tight end. <laughs> I know that uh, I do know that he was a big, big target that's for uh, for uh, uh, Phil Rivers last year. Doesn't say here. I'd have to go to a different page. But Hunter Henry, uh, I think, is really in a good spot. Uh, they brought over Russell Akung, so they've improved the line. They're going to take a little bit of stress off of Phil Rivers. Uh, and he, he loves hitting the tight ends in the end zone. Skates got seven. Henry got eight in the same year. So it's 15 that's touchdowns just between the tight ends. I think Antonio Gates' production may slow down after he gets his very next touchdown to break Tony Gonzalez's all-time tight end touchdown record. So I love Hunter Henry for 2017. I think for my fifth and final pick at tight end, I'm going to go with Jack Doyle. Even if Scott Tolzien throws a few games, Doyle should be able to put up numbers. If it's a sh and it's a shoe in if Andrew Luck's playing. Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener are both gone, basically leaving the entirety of the position in Doyle's hands. 59 receptions for 584 yards and five touchdowns last year. With some competition, I think he beats all those numbers this year. And that's a wrap. You didn't do defense? No, no, no defensive players today. Because, you know, that honestly... I'm talking about defense in general. I mean, I even... Oh, defenses defense. in general? Eh, not really. I mean, you've got Kansas City. You've got uh, Arizona, who's taken a few hits, and they lost a few guys. But uh, I, I just kind of wanted to focus on defense could be an entire show. I mean, it really could. There's so much to talk about. There's so many mitigating factors. I also feel that a lot of people stream defense and kind of look from, you know, okay, who's playing the Rams this week, uh, that kind of thing. Even if it's not a great defense, there's a, there's a chance – depending on who they're playing, yeah, more than on in an individual uh, player position. And, and it's, fu it's funny you should bring up the Rams because I just don't know what's going to happen with them. You know, the, 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 the great not Jeff Fisher finally got his due. I, I love how they showed the NFL propaganda clip of him in the, the clubhouse telling his uh, staff that he just got the, the axe, and this one guy just acts like he couldn't believe it. Such a surprise. I feel like he was paid to do that. There's just absolutely no question. You're talking about uh, uh, hard knocks, right? I'm talking about the guy who scooped up Greg Williams the day after his year suspension ended after his part in Bounty Gate over in New Orleans. So, you know, I, and you know what I Good saw? What point. I saw for the last couple of years was I saw bounty hunting on that field. Like that thing that happened to Teddy Bridgewater, there were like five major, major offensive players who got put down hard and dirty last year by the Rams defense. Hard that was, and dirty that was an ongoing conversation that I heard um, often. Uh, you know, on Sports Center, what have you, about that? There was a what's that uh, that show where they just yell at each other on ESPN? Um, 
uh, embrace the debate. Uh, it's got. Uh, it used to have human penis. Um, the guy who's now over at Fox. Who's uh, that? Skip, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Is uh, a penis in a. It even sounds a, like a penis. Oh, he's terrible, dude. You look at him, you're like, man, you did porn at some point. Um, penis. <laughs> either way, what? what so I can't remember. Broncos, uh, yeah. Seahawks. I think the Texans are going to be uh, going full force here. I think JJ Watt's finally healthy. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I still like. Of course, we we said they got rid of Don Tare Poe, but they got a healthy Justin Houston. They've got Eric Berry. They got a they got a lot of guys. I love watching play football in the Chiefs defense. They they may be my favorite. It depends on how they take it this year. And the Cardinals should still be good, and the Vikings should still be good. Honorable mention would be New England Patriots probably. And I hate to admit it because I hate them so much, but the New York Giants have a rising level of talent. On their defense. And that was it. Yeah. The uh, five guy fantasy. The five guy, the guru's five guy fantasy in all positions, except for defense, because he doesn't want to play any defense. Come on in. He plays the offense. Push that rock down the field. I don't know, man. I was banging seven gram rocks. (laughs) Um,. Well, thank you, Guru. I appreciate that. Uh, you want to stick around for uh, the rest of the show? And, Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I love seeing who needs a designated driver most here. <laughs> it's usually the commish. How dare you? I heard want to talk about what happened last time. I heard time. it was in draft three. <laughs> yeah, draft three was, was not... Was not my proudest moment. I'm practicing. I'm practicing. Hey, you know what, commish? Experience. That's why there's lift. Thank you, Guru. Um, you'd finish just in time for the second round of beer to get here. Round two. I'll have another. It's a trap. Cool. I'm slamming him tonight. Utah, give me two. Based on how I reacted to the 6.2% beer uh, that we did last time we did the Mission Oaks, uh, this is going to hurt. It's, it's only up. fitting that we just jump it up a little bit higher. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. I mean, seven percent. So if we jump up a little higher in beer, I mean, seven percent or seven point five alcohol. Seven percent. Seven percent. I believe, yeah. yeah, according to Beer Advocate and and Untapped. Yeah. Alcohol. So um, speaking of more booze, uh, we're bringing back the Sensei Ryan Chow, manager here at uh, Mission Oaks Cafe, and we have another signature cocktail uh, that he has brought us. That is a very cute pink color. Uh, what have you got for us today, there, sir? All right, what we got today is the Hawaiian iced tea. It's going to be vodka, gin, rum, triple sec, pineapple juice with a little splash of cranberry. Damn, that's good. It's got a bit of a burn on the back end of it. What are the, what are, what are the ingredients again? Sorry. <laughs> I was busy drinking. <laughs> vodka, gin, rum, triple sec, pineapple juice, and a little splash of cranberry. Damn. So it's a lot like a Long Island in a way, but more like a big island. It's like a big island. A yeah, Hawaiian island, huh? It's like an huh? AMF, but instead of adios, it's more of like an aloha. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right on the head. That was pretty good. Otter, that was pretty good. I come, you know, occasionally Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. You get some good ones in there occasionally. Otter dung is unique and called springed. <laughs> that is a very, very tasty drink. Um, and what I really like about it now, because we're going into the hot time right now, apparently, because it's going to be now 90 degrees here in Southern California until December, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Hey, pass that back over here. What are we doing here? Hey, you know. Playing keep away from the commish. Don't bogart the D, man. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Stay on target. That is tasty. That is tasty. It does have a little bit of burn on the end, but I 
could see myself drinking, like, you know, ate too many of these. So it, it's, uh, for those of you uh, at home, we'll post a picture of this up online as well, but it is a pink color. It comes out in a little mason jar, um, and we've already drank half of it uh, between ourselves. <laughs> Um, I, would, I wouldn't it, call it like a like a little mason jar. I'd say it's like average sized. I, I wouldn't know what average looks like. Um, <laughs> it sneaks up. Never on Never seen you too. anything that big. Yeah, no, it definitely sneaks up on you. I can tell already. I got a little burn in the back of my throat. Yeah, it's gonna sit there, Just a little burn. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, that, uh, I got a little burn in the back of my throat. Cue the seventies music. <laughs> Um, well, thank you, Ryan. That's uh, that is a tasty, tasty drink here. And again, uh, MissionOaksCafe.com is where you need to go when you want a little burn in the back of your throat. Um, <laughs> something that's tasty. Um, what? When, uh, let's talk about Happy Hour here for a second. Because is this drink on Happy Hour? It is on Happy Hour. We have two versions of it. You can either make it with uh, calls, obviously, whatever mm-hmm. you want from the top shelf, and then um, you can make it with Wells. So if someone were to do, uh, let's go through the different versions of this, because I actually like that idea, because most people show up at a bar and go, hey, I'll take an AMF, I'll take a Long Island, I'll take, you know, whatever. Um, so what are the different versions of this that if they really want to take it up to another level, like what, what's your favorite if you really, you know, when you can be a top shelf uh, mofo? Top shelf mofo. I've never really been a top shelf mofo. I'm not really that kind of guy. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Getting drunk on a budget, man. Come on. No, I know. I get that. Falling on a budget. <laughs> so what about the people that uh, do want to do that? What are what are some different um, – do you do any variations on this? or uh, We got a guy that comes in, and he'll do the uh, – he does a mix of Tito's, Hendrix, and I want to say Bacardi. Oh, okay. And – that's his favorite way to go. Um, Tito's and Hendrix is not a bad combination. No, it's not. It's actually really. That's really a pretty tasty. good day right there. Yeah, it's really tasty, but um, it'll it'll hit you in the end. That's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, it's going to hit us here uh, shortly, I'm sure. Especially since we're only on round two, and we got a nice little base going. So um, yeah. again, thank you, Ryan. Uh, Sensei Ryan Chow, everybody. Um, we will be back here at uh, the Mission Oaks Cafe soon, I imagine. Oh, oh, oh the applause are deafening. Um, and uh, missionoakscafe.com uh, check them out online come check them out here in Camarillo and uh, thank you Ryan yeah, absolutely brother thanks thank for having sensei. me alright boys here you go alright moving back into uh, the show here we gotta get over to uh, Otter with the News I'll wait for my intro for once Spanning the globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze too. This is the Booze Line News with KBZE's intrepid pub reporter, Stephen the Otto Orr. Booze League Radio. Uh, so we've been talking a little bit about uh, some different kinds of beers over the past few uh, few drafts. I, well, uh, I feel like that's kind of usually all we talk about. Well, yeah. I mean, it is. Um, but let's talk about some of like the most wild beers you've ever heard of. Okay. So what's like the most wild beer you've ever heard of? I think that I saw a beer that's supposed to taste like tacos or something. <laughs> I swear to God. Okay, I, I, that, I, is, that, is, that is pretty wild. That's a pretty wild beer, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but um, I, I remember seeing something about it. Like, There's a good chance I was checking Facebook drunk late at night, so I can't really attest to the accuracy of that. But um, <laughs> what do you got for us? So this uh, brewery, Vale Brewing Company in Richmond, Virginia, has teamed up with Evil Twin Brewing based out of uh, New York. I dig Evil Twin. They, they make some very, they very good make beers. They good stuff. Make some great listen beers. to what they have come up with. Okay. The Fried Fried Chicken Chicken. It's a fried chicken double IPA. <laughs> so it's the Fried Fried <laughs> Chicken Chicken. Give me two. 
It's two of each. Two of each. Well, they call it like the fried fried chicken chicken because it's a double IPA, so they name them twice. Gotcha, you gotcha. Uh, uh-huh. The IIPA. Yeah, so I mean, you got like like IPAs. You got like hazy IPAs. You got double IPAs. You got imperial IPAs, single IPAs, session IPAs. There's thousands. And fried of fried chicken chicken. IPAs. And then you have food IPAs now. <laughs> um, don't quote me on this, but I okay. don't think you can. I don't think you eat it like fried chicken. I think you still drink it like a beer. I would hope so. Yeah. But you never know. Virginians. <laughs> <laughs> so this beer comes out to 8%. Dry hopped with Citra, Simcoe, and Enigma hops. 8%? 8%. And Alcohol. So they, they came up with the idea from eating at just a, like a vast amount of fried chicken places throughout the town of Richmond. And they claim it doesn't actually taste like fried chicken, but they did add actual fried chicken to the mash. Well, what? 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> wait. So from wow, from, what does that mean? I don't know. So they they claim it doesn't taste exactly like eating fried chicken, but they used fried chicken to make it. That kind of blew my mind a little bit. So basically, they dumped a bunch of fried chicken as into yeah, which is kind it, of you know like you dump chocolate, you dump coffee you dump raspberries you dump something normal but when you dump fried chicken uh do we have any ratings yet on this beer has it come out yet uh it had it came out july 27th i believe so just uh just a little bit ago um let's uh, let's take a look and see if we can find some ratings for it i'm gonna play some music while you uh while you check uh untapped i think asahi should come out with the uh sushi dry I, I feel like that'd be a very specific audience. A seaweed IPA. Oh. This right, is why go. you're not a brewer. <laughs> so fried, <laughs> fried, truth. fried fried chicken chicken, the fried chicken double IPA, has 1,948 ratings on untapped. I thought that, I thought the next word was going to be calories, I swear to God. <laughs> no, it's actually got about 7,922 calories. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> per sip. And 120 uh, <laughs> grams of fat. And, and a little a, bit of oil. It has a 3.98 <laughs> rating. Wow. Out of almost 2,000 ratings. So better than what we're drinking right now, actually. I'd be, I'd be interested to see where, where the people that rated it lived, if they were more in like the South, where fried <laughs> chicken is more of a common dish. So you think there's a fried chicken anything demographic in the South? Is that what you're saying? It is popular. I don't know. There's an awful lot of Popeyes around here. The, true. And KFC. Churches. But, but what's, the, what's the saturation here versus, say, in the South? What, what, what is... Let me ask you this. What is Popeye's fried chicken? What, what does it say right under their sign? Are you pulling out some NBA stuff here? Doesn't no? it say uh, Louisiana Fresh? That's Louisiana That's Fresh. True. So yes, it does. I kind of feel like maybe there's some saturation in the South. Where's Evil Twin Brewing from? Evil Twin is based out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. That's their U.S. location. And then okay. they're also in um, uh, Copenhagen, Denmark, and Williamsburg. Wow. Well, they got a big reach. Mm-hmm. Wow. Although, you know, we say that we're from California. I mean, there's a good chance they're all like four hours away. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. People on the East Coast are going to hate me, but I'm sorry. I'm from California. I really am bad at uh, geography. <laughs> so I guess a popular question brings, is there going to be a waffles beer next? Oh, yeah. Can you so imagine? If, if they made that Cue up, the music. No, if they, if, yeah, right? If they, here's, here's yeah, in my. My, my in, chicken in my left hand, my waffles in my right hand. No, nah, no. Wow. In, in a perfect world. You do a uh, waffle stout that you can layer with that fried fried chicken chicken. Yeah, well, I mean, they make like a Come they on. make like a ma- maple bacon stout. 
and a I, gravy I porter. Who makes it? But I've had it before. You know, Guru. What? I'm, what? Gonna, you know, really? I'm just going to turn down your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and there he goes. <laughs> and away goes the Guru. <laughs> just floating away. Um, but yeah, so a fried chicken double IPA. I thought that was probably one of the most unique <laughs> unique beers I've I've read about. That that is, I think that's the most unique. Um, you know, at least they're honest I mean, at, about what it at is. At first, I wasn't really like, you know, anxious to try it or anything. But I feel like since it got a three point nine eight out of five rating on Untapped, I feel like you know it's definitely something I'd want to get my hands on just for yeah, the I uniqueness. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be. Uh, th- those are one of those beers, and there have been a few beers like this where mm-hmm. I'm like. Eh, I'm all right. You maybe try it, but you don't want to buy like a full six pack or a but, four pack. But, but or then you look at the ratings. You're like, well, I guess I need to try this. I mean, yeah. I the guy guess you know I need to at least say I've had it. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, I it'll be awesome. It, I could see if it had like a like a one point five or like a two point oh rating. Like, yeah, I'm never even going to try to get <laughs> strictly this. novel. Well, and I'll and be I'm honest. not going to go out of my way to get this, but if I can find some, then I might try it. And I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. Probably you know I'll say close to a year, nine months, a year ago. I felt the same way about Pilsners, Kolsch's, um, all of these types of beers. And now uh, they've become one of my favorite beers. Hoppy Pilsners, uh, the Kolsch's mm-hmm. have been coming out. Oh, um, yeah. What was it? Uh, the Wussy we had was a Stone Pilsner. Yeah, the Hoppy. Um, the hoppy I, d- I didn't give them the time of day. I was Pale Ales, I was IPAs, I was Stouts Porters. And I, s- I saw some higher ratings. I'm like, well, maybe I need to get back into this. And turns out Kraft Kolsch, Kraft Pilsner is back. So... You know what? Maybe the fried fried chicken waffle. Oh, no, I'm just going <laughs> to jumpstart a new trend. Yeah, Otter, so. Otter, I know there's a banana bread beer out there, and I know there's also a peanut butter cocoa or peanut butter chocolate beer out there. Oh, there's like peanut butter milk stouts and stuff, but I feel like those kind of flavors go well with with stouts: peanut butter, chocolates, coffees, vanilla. vanilla. All of the um, like the the, the 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 when they use the lactose uh, to make like a milk mm-hmm. stout and whatnot. Is that no. what they do? Yeah. Yeah, we're here. We're here to educate, man. Well, every there's, there's every a day, all day, man. Booze League Nation learns all kinds of. Hey, things. look, man! I sacrificed my liver for a goddamn reason. <laughs> so, anyways, I thought uh, it was laziness. No, 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 no! It's not laziness. It's a. Uh, it, it is a commitment to my addiction. Anyways, um, so honor is that the only news we have for the day? You know what? Nothing else would compare to that. No, yeah, really, you're going to end it on a fried chicken beer, so yeah. um, I'm totally fine with that. There was so something else I would have started with that. <laughs> Good point. Good point. So that has been the Boozecast uh, draft number four here at the Mission Oaks Cafe. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Hold, hold on a second. I just realized we haven't announced where we're going to be next because we have another live location. You want people to be able to come to it. I want people to be able to come to it. In droves. <laughs> <laughs> They're staying in droves. With porn stashes. Uh, maybe that. You know, Guru, like, you kind of freak me out sometimes. Hey, I'm <laughs> not the one that went that way with all that. Yeah, but you kind of inspire that kind of thing. I'm, I'm just going to say. Hey, I give it off. What can I say? <laughs> it, ooze, it drips off of me like a train. So uh, next week. Oh, oh, Otter's looking at me like we haven't had dra- round three yet. I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Otter. I've never actually seen Otter be as angry as he is right now. He looks now. a little sad to me. Uh, no, he looks angry to me. I know I know that look in his eye. I just disappoint. All right. Well, um, we'll, we'll be getting to that here in a second then. Um, so next week, we are going to be starting at noon. Please Broadcasting say live from the Golden Nugget Pub and Tavern. We will be at the Golden Nugget Pub and Tavern. They are having a Firestone Walker uh, tap takeover. 
Um, have you heard anything from Sandro about what they're having? I know they're going to have Gen 1 from the Venice Propagator. They are. They're going to have, uh, I believe, 14 to 16 different Firestone beers. They're going to have uh, the Aggressic, Heldorado, Sticky Monkey, Parabola, um, all of their basic beers. They might have a few, a few uh, select rare bottles. And uh, they're going to have sours such as the Creaky Bones. Um, well, well, let's go back on this a second. You just l- named off like every one of their like 14% beers. Yeah, you heard me correctly. <laughs> well, uh, are I'm, you excited yet? Uh, <laughs> winning. I am very excited. Yeah. Um, but have you tried that Creaky Bone Sour? Uh, you know what? I, I've tried it a couple years ago. I haven't tried the, the most recent iteration of it. Um, okay. I like Creaky Bones a lot. The um, last Firestone Tap Takeover that they had at the Golden Nugget, I think I had about 12 of the Creaky Bones. Save one of those beers for me, eh? I, mean, it, well, I will not save any. <laughs> Next week's so Boozecast is sponsored by Lyft, folks. Yeah, Lyft and Uber. I both. Kind of, and we bicycles. Need both. Yeah. <laughs> One's not enough. <laughs> we need to call in a fleet. I mean, my God. Yeah, the Wait, so the let's rickshaw bicycle tour your things. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's go. To, let's go down this list again. There, uh, let's, let's um, hold on a second. Right, so the beers we're gonna have next week. If you show up to the next booze gas draft number you five, five to we're gonna have. I feel like I should say that very slow. So we're gonna have the Hell Dorado, the Sticky Monkey. Uh, <laughs> Was that too early or too late? I don't you're know. Too, you're, you're, you're too fast. You're getting gaslighted right ah. now. <laughs> Let's hear the next one. Are we doing that for every single we one? We sure are. So, Aggrestic. Yes! Sticky Monkey. Parabola. <laughs> this is so triumphant. El Dorado. <laughs> Mommy, make it stop. <laughs> Creaky Bones. Your mom? Really? Winning. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we will be there. Uh, we'll be uh, starting the show between like twelve and twelve thirty, probably. We're probably closer to twelve thirty, knowing us. Um, come Fa- out. We'll fashionably be fashionably late as always. We'll be out uh, hanging out by the cornholes. That's what she said. Uh, with the table, uh, and they have a beer truck out there when they do the tap takeovers, right? Or it's like a little. Uh, they have they have tastings outside. I guess is what I'm asking. Tasting out, what do you mean? Like pouring beers outside? Yeah. No, everything's served from inside at the bar, and then the the back parking lot will be closed off, so you can have beer outside. Cue the music. There'll be a there'll be cornhole tournaments. There's going to be cue the music. Raffles all day. You get excited about the backdoor action over there. What's going on? Cornhole. That's what fantasy. Um. So yeah, so we'll be there uh, starting about noon or twelve thirty for the next draft. Uh, if you want more information about that, more information about the Golden Nugget Pub, uh, you can find it at goldennuggetpub.com. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Spoiler. And, 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 and for the Booze League Nation out there, uh, what city is that? That is in Simi Valley. Simi. Beautiful Simi Valley, That California. is in Simi Valley. And the Golden Nugget, it looks like a dive, but the Golden Nugget Pub has really, it's one of the best beer selections you're going to find probably anywhere. With and a name like Golden Nugget, how can it not be an amazing dive bar? Uh, it, it, and it is. It it's is a, very it's much. It's a divey craft beer bar. And how it long has, has it been around? Uh, it's been around actually since the 60s. Um, it was not like how it is today back then. Uh, we'll, we'll, get it, we'll get into more details about it because we'll do a whole little, whole little story on the Golden Nugget itself next week. Yep. But yep. Very um, nice. it, 
within the past uh, like few years or so, it had changed ownership, and the new owner, who we'll talk to next week, uh, added a lot more taps and got like really pushed the craft craft beer scene. So you get actually some really hard to find beers there. I mean, they they went of, down the uh, the. You road. gotta love when people Boy. push the envelope. Mm-hmm. That escalated quickly. Yeah, they went they went from the normal to. And yeah. again, and they're I'm not messing kind, around. I'm kind of the outsider looking in in a lot of ways on this, but like, isn't that the kind of business model that's going to push the craft industry forward? Because getting that reverb and that pushback right now. Sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, and it, I will, it's culture. And I will say this culture right now: the Golden Nugget Pub has the Otter Seal of Approval. <laughs> Bam. All right, everyone. Winning. Well, th- <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank um, you guys all for coming. And, and again, uh, next week, we will be at the Golden Echo Pub, as we are just talking about, starting between 12 uh, noon and 12.30. Come out and see us. You can find us where we're going to be at thegoldennuggetpub.com. Uh, the beer of the day was a Chief Peak IPA. You can find out more information about that on Topa Topa Brewing Company. Mission Oaks Cafe is where we were. You can find that out on missionoakscafe.com. And, of course, you can visit us. Go online and find a connect with us. Let's be drinking buddies. Boozeleague.com on Instagram, on Twitter, to search for Booze League, on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Oh, Facebook, it's Booze League as well. Uh, Chief Speaks kicking in. Hey, right on. Winning. Woo! <laughs> we are definitely winning Drew now. Um, thanks for tun- tuning in, uh, and we will uh, talk to you here shortly. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>